At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. I'm watching. Yeah, we're, it looks like we're up, man. We're, we're on. We're on. So, uh-huh. so how are... Um, we um we've been discussing a news article that you sent me last I don't even know when it's been a couple of days ago that you wanted to kind of uh I think it intrigued you certain um aspects of this uh of this story <laughs> the story really um uh made you question this this gentleman's judgment so I mean, do you want to describe describe what this news? Well, hold on now. We were talking the other day. How did we even get on that? I I don't even know how we got on this particular gentleman. I actually, you just sent me this news article. You texted it to me. It was one that you said I saw something I wanted to talk about, and I said, "Well, make sure you save it so we don't forget it," because you know we're absent-minded sometimes, and. um because I think we talked talking about the lady who cut the guy's head off and left it in the bucket. Oh kind of, yeah, 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 yeah. Kind yeah. of made us kind of made us realize that you know, hey, there's some interesting stories out there that that maybe we ought, maybe we ought to explore. Right, <laughs> explore and we, we normally stay away from. We're just excuse me, we're gonna stay away from the political side of this because we don't talk about politics on the show. But when me and you were having that discussion afterwards, or prior to that, when we were talking about the head on the bucket. I sent you that deal, and it's kind of it's kind of really we I don't know we're I don't want to, people I I feel had we made this podcast the day I read that story we would be cutting edge, but now it's getting little traction, and it's about the third <laughs> uh, the the rep from the third congressional district of Texas having a ISIS bride as a mistress he has a concubine. Do I say paramour? <laughs> Let's say paramour. <laughs> okay. So I think okay. paramour is the proper term, right? That's somebody that you cannot marry or they cannot marry you. I guess they could marry him because I think her husband's dead, right? I think, yes. I think he... Uh, I think he got killed by coalition forces. And, yeah, uh, something like that. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Well, he went yeah. off to war in Syria, right? Right. Where, where Mr. Mr. Third Congressional came back from uh, iraq as it says a marine major so uh, you know thanks for his service right hey yeah yeah. thanks for he's harvard mba so he's a smart dude too right well maybe my particular conversation with you regarding this last week and then today was i'm choosing my words here because i don't want to attack him personally right he appears to be at face value a well-liked conservative republican congressman who goes to church and owns guns and would by all stretch of the imagination 
be the kind of guy I would vote for, right? Let's just, I'm yeah. just going to throw it probably. out there. Right? Probably, yeah, yeah. Pro- probably. At right? face value. At face value, so, yes. So, yes. Mm-hmm. So, and what I think I exactly told you was, I expect that kind of guy to have an affair with his sister-in-law, a girl from church, or <laughs> something to that effect. Or the but babysitter. How, maybe even the babysitter. Maybe. You know, the babysitter, the baby, maybe. That's baby. a stretch. Yeah. But, yeah. but this guy... Imp- you know, and I don't want to look it up while I'm talking, but I'm going to have to because where did she come from? Is she from Syria? Yeah, yeah. Her husband was a jihadist who went to Syria. You know, went went to Syria, or she went to Syria with her first husband. So maybe they weren't um, they weren't from Syria. They traveled to Syria to fight, um, but. He did not. Apparently, the, her husband. Did so was not she from here and went over there? She's saying she's no homewrecker. I'm looking at a picture right here, and you know, in Texas, I would have thought she was Hispanic. If she can Espanol, Senor, she could probably pass for a little Latin bride and just be a uh, just be a uh, cartel yeah. bride instead. But, it wouldn't it wouldn't have the traction that it, this has got. Um. So she said she fleed from Syria and resettled in Plano. But the thing that struck me is that she was such She's got an, an American ex- name. Did you see her name? Um, just J- Jaya. I don't know what her last name is. Joya. Yeah, Joya. Yeah, I, anyway, go ahead. But, she, but she, she was such an extremist. She wanted to be a suicide bomb. Well, you know, maybe he should have helped her. I don't know. You know, in a, she moved. She escaped ISIS in Syria and moved to Plano, Texas. Well, that explains it all. Tina Joy. I didn't even oh, know. Joy that. is her. Joy is her last name. Yeah, I see now. I was. I'm not. I don't mention names on this show. Oh, wait a second. So this, which is a That's something a Spanish-looking name, isn't it? Tanya. She was born in London. I'm looking. I'm looking at right oh, now. Oh, I didn't even see so that. So she was oh, born in London. I, I look. I'm looking at an article. She was born in London to a Muslim Bangladeshi family and became radicalized at age 17 after September 11th. But how she, she traveled there? to Syria with her first husband, Texan John. I can't pronounce his last name when he went to fight for the Islamic State. She dreamed of becoming a suicide bomber before she came. So her first husband, who appears to be an American dude, went to fight for the Islamic State. What happened to him, does it say? Uh, I don't know if he was killed or she, it just says he became, she became disillusioned. So that's oh, how she ended up in Texas is because... He, her first husband was from her, Texas. Her so new husband's from Texas. An IT executive, I don't want to say his name, at the time of the affair, said tensions eventually came to head when they split last summer. In November, she contacted so-and-so and confessed to the affair and hasn't spoken to the ex-husband since. Or her husband, I guess. She met him on Match.com and married her in 2008, said the relationship had been rocky before she cheated with the politician. This is a quote. What really ticked me off is that he's my congressman, he told the Post. I live in the 3rd <laughs> District, and it's insane to me that it's enough for him to just give up his bid for re-election, and that's somehow enough. 
I think he should step down right now. I don't think he should finish out a term. I think he should leave in disgrace. He said well, his relationships. They oh, he destroyed their relationship emotionally. I think he's uh, very manipulative of her. Oh, so it's the congressman's fault for manipulating the Syrian suicide ride. Yeah, I'm reading right here. Yeah, she mar- she divorced her second husband, who she married in 2018 in January, and that husband says there's uh, the congressman was predatory in having an affair with her. Well, which is why I said I can understand something thing something, but 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 but. You know, she probably didn't say I'm a suicide jockey right off the bat, right? She said, I'm a British girl from London, and I live in your district, and would you like to play golf or something? I, You know what I mean? I'm just trying to, you know, the newspaper is, the, the things are just making that sound like, you know, he picked her out at match and put, put. I'm you looking know, for a, a suicide, I'm right. looking for a jihadist. I'm looking for somebody right. who's but radicalized. She did give an interview, the second or third interview, because she's been giving interviews, said that she was making love and he was having sex and and he would four or five times a night, which that sounds a little sensational to me, <laughs> from what I've read about politicians in the sack. Okay, <laughs> I was I, I thought you you were going to say. From the sounds of like being a middle-aged guy, <laughs> but you're just you think it's, poli- it's I, well, politician. I don't know. I mean, maybe it, there is a little kick when you got it suicide. I mean, when you got to worry about blowing up. I mean, literally, right? Every time you hear, <laughs> I mean, maybe there's an edge. It's you know, that Fifty Shades of Grey ain't got nothing over five thousand shades of Simtex, RDX <laughs> or something. You know, uh, and and I think that you know, I mean, I think it's a little extreme for the guy to say he should step down just because he had an affair. Okay. I don't think this affair, it's not like it had, I mean, look, he's just a human being, right? I mean, I mean, I think the angle to this member is of Congress, buddy, you know, oh, was geez. Charlie Wilson in the, in the third congressional district or was he in the second? I don't, I don't know. I don't know. But I mean, listen, we're, are we going to start really holding congressmen to a higher uh, higher level because if we are, I think they. I totally probably... am because you know why. A good one. Well, hold on a second. He was the congressional second, Texas congressional second. So, so oh my gosh, he's in Dan Crenshaw's spot. <laughs> Figures there he was. Anyhow, um, oh, I think we have to because you know why. Was that? I mean, if they're not smooth enough not to get caught with. With a jihadi bride or whatever, how can we make sure that they're not smooth enough to give out the Russian Ukrainian secrets or something? I, isn't that already been done? Hasn't there already been? I'm just been... saying, on, <laughs> on, on, on so many <laughs> levels, dude, if you cannot even manage a simple, you know, double divorced English slash Syrian slash Texan crazy woman how can you manage global geopolitical uh decision making i think you i think you answered your own question they can't so so that's what i'm saying i think the whole lot of them probably should just we should get maybe we should send a suicide bomber in there and and get rid of them all so we can start over maybe i don't know that kind of trouble january 6th where were you january 6th 
I I was not partaking. Trust me. Okay. Trust I me. was just thinking though, maybe I'm just thinking out loud here, right? I'm just thinking out loud. Maybe I can't say it. I can't say it. <laughs> you gotta put everybody you gotta put everybody to on the on the edge and then say I can't say it. <laughs> well, I was just thinking I, I just think the thing that stood out to the story to you the most was that here was a guy who, um, and, and the, of course the, the news is playing it up that she was, you know, wanted to be a suicide bomber and an ISIS bride and everything. And that's about as far from what you'd expect that guy to, to be doing, you know, not that you, we yes. wouldn't, like you, you said, would you would think that you would think yeah. with her Bangladeshi background, she would be, I don't want to say taxi driver, because she seems like a nice-looking gal. Probably Uber yeah. driver. Um, <laughs> she would be messing around with Uber drivers or something, or, or over at Super America outside the Minneapolis airport waiting for her next husband to drive the taxi around or something. Not messing around in a, with the with the, in the congressman's $3.5 million home <laughs> while his wife is at the other $3.5 million home in northern Virginia. First of all, yeah. you know, this is what back to the wife. Excuse me. The first clue lady would have been that he's in this district because these congressmen, once they get elected, they're never in their district. They're all in Virginia. So <laughs> he wanted you, the wife, to be in Virginia while he's back in the district. That should have set off all kinds of bells and whistles. Uh, true. There you go. There you go. Because okay. they're not really ever back in their district at all. You know, no. unless, they, unless they're getting, it's, they're up for election. I think they're up every two years. So there's in today's world, they're up all the time. I'm just, I just, I'm, I, I really can't completely comment like I wanted to say earlier today because we were on a clean show and you told me I had to clean up some of my comments. But, but <laughs> well, last week when I first seen that, I, I was telling you, how do you end up? How does a dude get in that position? And I, I, I don't know. I mean, and, and like and I then said, how did the topic come up? Right. So, so it's like. Now, I don't know because I've been married so long, so I don't even know what people discuss when they're dating nowadays or whatever. But, mm -hmm. but you're, you, 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 oh, by the way, you know, when I told you, you know, I'm just playing this out. She's going, oh, by the way, when I told you I was a clerk at Target, I'm really not. I am a displaced suicide bride from Syria who's on my, looking for my third husband. I don't know. What did she tell him? Hey, you know. I told you about my first husband getting the divorce. It's not true. He blew himself up on the battlefield fighting coalition forces. Or, no, my second husband, first husband actually got killed by a drone striker. I mean, who knows? You know, at what point in the relationship do you feel comfortable enough? You know, because when you're, you know, when people date, they put on their best side, right? And they yeah, of course, tell of little course. White, white lies to make the other one, you know what I mean? You don't, you know, maybe you... I don't know because most of the people I ever dated already knew me from, you know, in this town, you know, in my orb. I didn't get to go out and, and meet strangers. So I don't even, I'm just thinking of all the movies and stuff I've watched, you know, but <laughs> I'm kind of right, right there with, so, I mean, I right there with you. you. I don't, you know, don't yeah, I don't yeah. I went out yeah. with or whatever, you know, I always drove shitty trucks and, and <laughs> dressed terrible and, you know, so even though I told them I started my working career as a petroleum transfer agent, they 
realize that I pumped gas to the town's <laughs> last full service station. A petroleum so, transfer. Yeah, I tried to say I was going to transfer. You know, I transferred it from the gas station's tank to their tank. Okay. So, gas. Well, I guess, yeah. So, so how does, I mean, obviously he says, oh, well, I'm glad to meet you. I'm the Congress, third congressional district. You know, I'm whatever he says. So, he probably said all kinds of shit. I'm a Harvard MBA and, and, and uh, whatever. But now, what did she say? That's what I want to know. I want to know her side of it. We're not really. Let's well, try to get her on the podcast because she looks like she's giving interviews all the time. Well, what I and just the, you think you could do that? Well, why not? I could try. I mean, the thing that really then shows what we're all about here in politics in America is is that his is that she then went to his opponent and said, "Hey, I just got basically got dumped." I got the goods on your opponent. You want to hear it? And then that woman sets up an interview that can be aired right before the primary smearing his name. Well, that's <clears> the way it works. I, that's, I just, that's that just surprises terrible. you or what? Listen, I, I just think that's terrible. Like, am I wrong to think that that's just terrible? That's not the way stuff should be. Like, I just, well, I, I don't know. I understand that's the way it is, but the, you know, it just, it, it really is. It's, it's, it's not how it should be. I mean, you shouldn't relish in your opponent's uh, misfortune. And that is it. why you are not elected. My friend. Is that why? Is that yes. What that was? yes. It is. I mean, them guys wake up every morning and they're killing tigers and, and, and putting out fires all day, every day, you know. Well, you know, I, I guess maybe I maybe I'm not not vicious enough, huh, to be to do that. You obviously aren't. But isn't that you know isn't that what you want to have as a leader? Somebody who has some compassion and understanding. And can, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe not. Maybe I'm all wrong. But, I mean, nobody seems to be very happy with the state of politics now. So, and that seems to be what we have is, is low down, dirty. Um, shame. You know. Isn't that what they called it? Isn't that what it was? No. Low, low down, down, dirty, dirty shame. shame. Wasn't that a song? <sighs> or a movie. Wasn't that a movie? Wasn't that a movie? It maybe starred like James, Jim Brown or something. <laughs> Right? Isn't that what yes, that was? Yes, the original one, but didn't they remake it? I'm going to get you, sucker. <laughs> hey, you know what? I got on the elevator yesterday. I don't think it was today. And I, when people, and I, I have recently, I've been on a lot of elevators, okay? Yeah. And when I, people say, where are you going? I, which floor? I always say, whether I'm going up or down, I always say the floor number and I say the ghetto, of course. Or I'll say, you know, number four, you know, they'll say, where you, you go on three or four or wherever, you know, and I'll say, I'm going to four, the ghetto, or number one, the ghetto. And I've probably said that a dozen times, right? Yeah. More than a dozen. 
And yesterday, there's a couple of gentlemen, probably our age, maybe, you know, probably our age. And I said, the ghetto, of course, number one. And this guy immediately started singing in the ghetto. You you, you remember that? That song in the ghetto? Wasn't that Percy Sledge or somebody? Who was that? No, you're talking about in the in the ghetto with um oh god it was um yeah and well Elvis say didn't Elvis sing in the ghetto but it was also um oh god why can I not think of his name um oh for goodness sakes <sighs> on the wild so you're, are you talking about take a walk on the wild side is that what you're talking no it was an old here I'm gonna look it up even though I'm trying to maintain. Hold on. My um, in the ghetto lyrics. Oh, it is was it, it was, was Elvis. Elvis Presley. Yeah. Surely somebody sang besides him who originally sang in the ghetto. Mac Davis. There you go. Well, Mac Davis wrote it. Apparently he was. Yeah, he was a songwriter. I think Mac Davis wrote it. Yeah. So, yeah, written by Mac Davis. It was a major hit, released 1969 as part of the Elvis Presley's comeback tour. Dude, that just reminded reminded me of something. Oh boy. Well, we're having you know my dude. I do it every freaking week. My wife was busting my balls the other day saying something. She said, "I can't believe you guys have any followers left." And I said, what do you mean? He, she goes, well, the second week in a row or third week in a row, I've I've walked by the room, walked by the door, and you're talking about your freaking dead brother. People do not want to hear that. And here I'm about to say, so, as we were transpiring, <laughs> my, my brother's originally succinct funeral was just going to be not much, and then we were going to have a, what they call celebration of life, you know what I mean? Yeah. I rented this place that we have some... Parties for my grandma and some people at at different times. And anyhow. <laughs> I. Uh, my dad wants to get this Elvis impersonator. We had a birthday party a few years ago for my grandma. Wait a and, second. For the, for the and, celebration yes, of life. My dad wants me this for the celebration of life instead of. My little brother wants to get some hippie cover band that plays, you know, acoustic guitar at the VFW, and and it's supposed to be pretty good, you know what I mean? Sinead O'Connor type stuff. And my dad and my aunts are wanting me to get this Elvis impersonator, and I just got to thinking right now. I've got to, now. I've got to. I've got to call my uncle and reserve. We've see. We've had three Elvis impersonators at my grandma's for her. She's 85, 88 now. I'm trying to know. She might be. She's going to be 89 this year, 90. So the best, did not, haven't I ever tell you about this? The best Elvis impersonator we had showed up. He was in a, like a 82, 83 Cadillac DeVille giant car, right? Baby oh, yeah. blue. 20 foot long, probably. 20, yeah, 20 50 foot, foot long. <laughs> the only thing I dinged it on, you know, on those cars and the car guys are what I'm talking about. It's got a front cap in a in a rear cap, 
what I mean by that is it's got big metal fenders, but in the very front where the headlights and the turn signals go, it's got a little thin strip of, of like fiberglass or whatever. Does that make sense in the front? It's like a little nose cap. Well, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know what I'm talking about? The little, Mm -hmm. like, two inches between the front fender and the front of the car, right? Like around Mm -hmm. the headlight bezel and all that. You know, a lot of times it's fiberglass. And and one of his taillight bezels was a different color. (laughs) You know what I mean? So he had this, like, strip of white on this baby blue car. And his license plate said it was Missouri personalized TCB something. And I don't remember what it was. TCB. Taking care, of business. Taking yeah. care of business. Taking care of business. And, <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> uh-huh. Uh, I do have a guy who, who, um, he's, he's over in Europe. <clears throat> he's a, um, I think he, he listens to the paranormal part of the podcast. And he, he's into some com- conspiracies, and he was trying to tell me he truly believes Elvis is still alive and is that preacher in Missouri or Kansas or wherever. You know who I'm talking about? There's a preacher who they think— Preacher's a creature, or there's a creature—what? The preacher—there <laughs> the there is a preacher, I believe, in Missouri that some people think is Elvis— that he's, he sounds like Elvis. He sings like Elvis. He would be about the same age. Like 90? Yeah. Like he's, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's this, and this guy who has, uh, who has some interesting theories on Bigfoot and stuff. Um, oh, what is the, uh, let's see. Um, Yeah, he thinks this. He, I mean, and I've heard this story before about the preacher. Elvis about the preacher, the pre, the preacher in, um, right here. His name is okay. Uh, his real name, okay, Elvis Aaron Presley was just a stage name. His real name was Robert Joyce or Bob, um, and this guy. He sent me a bunch of stuff. Um, says he's 87 now. Um, he used to live in Kalamazoo, but he is a he was a preacher then. He sent me videos on YouTube and stuff. I'm just like I'm sorry, I can't. Um, you can't see it. You don't agree with it. What? I, I just, you know, I know some people in Nashville who knew Elvis. Right. And they're, you know, I mean, they're pretty sure he's dead. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? They're pretty sure he's dead. Right. So it's just, um, it's hard for me. I mean, look, I, I understand some things aren't as they seem, but I also don't think everything's a conspiracy, if that makes sense. Well, so. I've often told you paranoid people have enemies too. I am, you know, what's funny is we're sitting here. I'm about to text you something. It really puzzles me, not really puzzles me, but it really, um, it really sets the stage. So my, there in, in this, um, 
in this. My brother had an office over at the power plant. And anyway, this gal was offered to get me some stuff out of his office. I, he had two. One was in, outside. There were the normal offices. And then he was cleared to be inside something at the reactor building or something. And he had an office in there. And she said it was full of all this, his real pictures and drawings and stuff. So I just sent you a picture. Did you get a picture of it? You just get a picture no, of me? No, not yet. No, not yet. So he, uh, over one shoulder, he's got a, a picture of a flying saucer that says, I want to believe. That's from, the, yeah, from the X, that's from the X-Files. That was the... He's got something. Fox Mulders uh, had that He's poster. got the eye from the, the dollar bill that says something. He's got some paranoid stuff around him like he he would have been a great guest. Uh, you know? I, yeah, I guess so. I guess so. He does. He seems like he would... Uh, um, he certainly could have talked Star Wars and uh, Star Trek. Maybe. I don't know. So... <laughs> So I guess I'm going to have to get Elvis now. I'm going to have to tell my little brother there's no going to be no hippie cover band. Sinead O'Connor, the Sinead O'Connor tribute is not going to be at uh, his thing. <laughs> I find it hard to believe. I listen, I got to be honest. I find it hard to believe that anybody's making a living as a Sinead O'Connor cover band or tribute band. I mean, she, she has one she has shaved hair and all. I mean, she said he's bald and all. So they look like Sinead O'Connor, but they're not singing Sinead O'Connor. So let me tell you about the, the Elvises. We had a good Elvis, we had a bad Elvis, and we had an okay Elvis. I'm trying to remember we had if the same guy. I'm trying to remember. But the middle Elvis didn't have a Cadillac. The bad Elvis didn't have – he was a little fatter. He didn't have a <laughs> Cadillac. He had an Oldsmobile, I think, a crappy one from the 90s, you know, one of the mid-sides. <laughs> but he had personalized plates too, but I think it said Elvis. Wait, was that the guy named Bob? I think he could have been now that you say it. <laughs> And you know, the funny part is the good Elvis was $200 and the bad Elvis was $300. But my uncle that manages it, he had to get the bad one because the good one was too big, booked up. Because he was cheaper. Well, and we got to talking about that. And he said, you know, because we offered him, we had a big, a big feed going on, you know, fish fry and all this food. And he said he couldn't because he had to perform again. So we were just trying to figure out because he drove about 90 miles to be it. And I thought, how would you take off, you know, drive 90 miles to sing to a bunch of old women? And it was my aunts and uncles and great aunts, great, you know, my great, my grandma, you know, and her sisters and the people are around. And I thought, and it was down in Tebbets, Missouri. Her birthday is the first weekend in August and just a hot old river town, you know, just think down the, like almost <laughs> like you'd get down, you know, just flat corn around and, and, and it's almost too hot for the mosquitoes and, and I, I, you know, I, I'm going to take some pictures and, and, and he gets out there and he's sweaty. He's got this one piece jumpsuit on, you know, like them white ones that Elvis had, you know, and they come back and, oh yeah and, and he just goes this course, obviously COVID probably killed him. Right. They couldn't do this because he went from one big old gal to the next big old gal in between fried chicken and, and <laughs> eat a piece of catfish and, and sing suspicious minds, you know, and <laughs> Just, you know, just go from one lap to the X. They were sitting on his lap. They were dancing with him. And, and then he had to pack up. He couldn't stay because he had to do it somewhere else. And then he was off, you know. So he, he, he essentially was kind of living like Elvis probably 
Yeah, did. the fact he had to drive, he didn't have an entourage, and you know, yes, and yeah. he was on to the next room, you know, mm-hmm. making good money, and and, and you know, well, and that's just... what I said, and and that's what me, I told my uncle told me, he said, you know, he does that two or three times a day every weekend. He's booked up for like six months out of the year, and I'm saying, are you kidding me? And when we were just figuring out, you know, he's making because we paid him a hundred dollar bill, so he's making four or five hundred a weekend, you know, two or three weekends a month, fifteen hundred, you know, I mean. Just all cash too, probably. All cash puts it right in his pocket. I'm sure he's declaring it. Because <laughs> we all know Elvis never had tax issues. So, <laughs> right. Oh he's man. Known for a lot of things, but not tax issues. Uh, well, you know, Colonel pa- Colonel Parker was known to just uh, skim a little off the top. Just enough to get him down in that the lower bracket. In, Maybe it was just to box. get him. He's doing it for himself and doing it, doing him a favor because he got him in that lower tax bracket. I, I think Colonel Tom Parker skimmed off the top, the bottom, and the middle. That's what I think. Hey, I think excuse me. Just like my brother who wouldn't have changed the thing, I don't think Elvis would have changed the thing, right? I don't think so. Yeah, he just yeah that maybe that's that's the that's the uh, that's the name of the game. You just played the dealt like what Kenny Rogers say. You got to play the hand you were dealt, or what did he say? Not fold them and hold them. It was something else. <laughs> you got to know when to walk away, when to run. You got to. Yeah. You never count your money when you're sitting at the table, because yeah, there'll be time right. enough for counting when the deal's done. Yeah, I guess I don't know. Um, yeah, if only I could write some lyrics. Well, hey, if only you had to write if, if <laughs> maybe it's who's performing them. Maybe if you'd write a good song, I could get to Sinead O'Connor. Knockoff band at the VFW to do it, and, I gotta, and you guys can change both your situations. I got to be honest; I think I probably got a couple of songs, but too good for for the Sinead O'Connor Connor wannabe band. You don't know. I mean, you know, I, you know, right? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. So anyway, we had to ad hoc this because our guest had a funeral to go to, and uh, he funeral. had a meeting. Huh? Funeral, yeah. If you, well, no, he had a dinner. He had a, so now yeah. See, so th- this is a, this is the first thing in entertainment. You've got to entertain Shane, and having a meeting is not as entertaining as a, <laughs> he had a funeral to go to, right? Well, we'll tell we'll tell our eh, so we're yeah. going to tell our listeners that the, our next episode we got our we have a uh, we've got an Arkansas we got an Arkansas funeral home director funeral home director who's who's, who's, who's a big fan he's and well on a, the super fan status. We're gonna, yep. we're gonna, yep. And, and uh, he is, he is the, he is the lead fan because we've had a lot of fans reach out and say they would love to do it, but they've got stage fright. They're scared. They don't know what they're gonna talk about. So, but we, we, uh, uh, super fan here. Um, we're gonna call him. Uh, what are we gonna call him? Because we got it. We give everybody a stage name, so you don't have to use your own name. We're gonna call him the Undertaker. The Undertaker, that's right. Go the Undertaker. The Arkansas Undertaker. The Arkansas Undertaker. So next week, we're going to have the Arkansas Undertaker. Me and him are going to probably bounce some ideas off each other. Right. Talk some, talk a few things out. Maybe tell a story or two. Maybe make up a story or two. And uh, hopefully, he'll know when the fish are biting down there. Arkansas has got some good fishing. Got some great duck hunting in places. I, uh, you know, now that I think about it, Arkansas is the only place I've never, I've worked with half a dozen guys from Arkansas and every one of them has been a good old boy. 
I went to Arkansas and bought my four wheeler. That's how it lasts you two years, two, two, 2018. That's how much fun I am of Arkansas. The only problem with Arkansas, especially Northwest Arkansas, it is so hilly and crooked. It's probably the only place worse than Pennsylvania I've been. You mean worse than West Virginia? I just the same. It's like the same. It's like the same. You know, it, yeah, it's like West Virginia. That's the best way I can say it. It's West Virginia with nicer houses. That's what it is. <laughs> what? Well, West Virginia's got a lot of trailer houses and such, and I like them. <laughs> uh, don't get me wrong, but out there, you know, uh, <laughs> in Arkansas, it's the same crappy roads. And... Well, well, I, listen, I got to say is um, I had a conversation with the Arkansas Undertaker, and he's a good old boy, so I think it's going to be it's going to be a fun right, conversation. Right. Well, I'm looking forward to it. I know you're looking forward to it. So right. hopefully, okay. uh, well, good. We'll uh, next week we'll have a good showing and and we'll get it. And maybe and we can eat, and maybe we can bring up Elvis again and see if he thinks Elvis faked his faked his death from an under Undertaker's point of view. We'll see if you can even fake it. Boy, now there's a question for him. Can you even fake it in today's world? Could you, could you fake your own death? Like, how would you go about it if you were going to do it? And I don't know. I don't know. It, how much as an undertaker would it take for you to not blow their cover? That's a good question. Mm-hmm. All right. Said, yeah. Okay. Can't wait. See you then. <laughs> yeah. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success.